0: hey good morning ladies and gentlemen Hope you are having a great day good wrap of the week for yourself hey listen let's continue this part two, part two part do part two of personality styles you know remember yesterday we talked about the best way to make successful appointments and successful presentation your messages need to be received and understood by your prospects otherwise you're not going to Get what you want out of the opportunity that is probably sitting right in front of you and you can grab onto it. And for this to happen effectively, you got to be in a common ground in understanding your prospect's style and the way they make decisions and the way they move to, th- through the process of in working with you. And if not, then typically no sales will result because you're not really connecting. Okay, we're, we're talking about understanding the style of the people that you're dealing with. So, yesterday I went through them. Make sure you go back to realprofitbuilders.com and list it. And as I noted in my e-listen uh, to the uh, recording, and as I noted in my email today, it's important that you just don't listen to this, although it's helpful to listen to it over and over again to reinforce the auditory fact- faculty in your, in your mindset. But it's also important that you write these things down study them and then practice them and put them into practice so you practice them and then put them into practice and start looking at the different styles start looking for these keys so you can get an adjustment to them as i mentioned a while back in discussing versatility in the four basic areas of the personality styles these things Are very important in order for you to really take it to the next level and it takes time to work on these it's not just a oh this is cool I listened to it and it's going to work for me for some of you it might work okay I had a guy worked for me years ago and he had a mind of like a trap and he was able to take in information and he had a photographic memory and he had a very powerful uh something going on in his brain that enabled him to go through some of these things quickly i know i'm not that way for sure because it takes redundancy and repetition so please do that for yourself if you want this to work if you want to get more sales close more deals get more people working with you in a win-win situation get to understand this because this again this is very very powerful and and more importantly guys it'll make you feel a lot better it won't get, you won't go through the frustration of oh my gosh I don't know why they didn't make a decision to buy with me what did i say on the phone i'm using my scripts i practiced them i did through i went through all of these processes yet they're not buying from me you don't need to have that going on you can avoid that doing all you can by learning these things and then applying them in your conversations, in your negotiations, in your presentations, in your communications with your family, a number of different areas that will enable you to be much more powerful in what you do and obviously without question, most importantly, more confident. So you know, oh gosh, you know, I did all I could there and that's what's most important, isn't it, right? So let's continue on today and hope you got your piece of paper out and continue down the list here. And I'll again put these recordings up so you can go back to them. So I'm gonna rapid fire them today because of timing and there's a, there's a few of them here. So um, I wanna continue on today with the profile of the shy buyer. Now the shy buyer, uh, you'll notice, will uh, voice a mild objection. They're not gonna be heavy handed on their objections. They'll agree with you easily They'll switch back to their first decision or another decision. Okay. They'll waver back and forth and then grant an appointment with you. And sometimes they'll even forget the appointment. Okay, next point. And then they show fear and hostility towards salespeople because they're just they don't want to be confronted. So very important. So how do you make appointments with this timid buyer if you will listen sympathetically? Okay sympathetically and empathetically with their objections. I understand. I appreciate that. I'm totally under uh, clear about what you're saying. Okay, listen sympathetically and empathetically with them. Keep on one track. Don't be bouncing too many places because you'll just confuse them and they'll freak out. And, uh, and, and, and if you stay on a track by continuing to ask for appointments, you'll get them. The next piece is show advantages of your product. Okay, show the benefit of your product. Next is be friends with your prospective buyer. Okay, you hear some trainers out there, you don't want to build relationships, you don't need friends, you need to close deals. Yeah, you need to close deals, but the friendship factor is very, very important, especially working with these types of buyers, these shy buyers. Keep, keep the prospective buyer feeling comfortable as possible. you got to make them feel comfortable and speak in a decisive tone of voice. They, although they're shy, they want to know that somebody is around them is certain. If there is any uncertainty in your tonality, the way you act or posture yourself, the, you're you're not going to get anywhere with them because they feel uneasy. They need to know that somebody's going to comfort them. And a person who comforts them just like a child knows with certainty that the parent is making sure they're taken care of, and the parent does it with certainty and the child goes, "Okay, I'm very comfortable and I'm very safe." So make sure you do that. The next one is the analytical buyer, okay? Now we're going to dive into this one no uncertain terms because I'm going to be bottom line about it, okay? But at the analytical side of it, the buyer will ask for more information about you, your company, your process, your steps, all of those things. They want to know how your plans work. They want more information over the phone oftentimes before making some decisions, all right? You can get through that by simply saying, I'll share that with you when we get together. It's better to show it to you so we can both talk about it and I can discuss it. So you're hitting the, both of their faculties of I can share it with you, their listening faculty and their visual faculty. Very, very helpful in getting through that. The, that information... Um, they'll ask for you to send them information via email or mail it or drop it by whatever. Um, they want to know who's used your service. So social proof is really, really important for them. And I believe that's across the board with most people, but for sure, analytical buyers want to know who's used you or your services. Okay. And what were the results? They want to know, I worked with Mike, he doubled my income in the last three months, and I want to make sure that, uh, and, I, and I know that he did a great job for you. So they want to know the results of working, not only just the testimony, but what were the results as a result of working with you, okay? The analytical buyer listens attentively, listen attentively to their remarks and their questions and respond accordingly, okay? So here's what you have to do with them is you got to create interest for your plan. You got to give them some idea on how your plan will benefit them. They want to know specifics on that. Build suspense towards the interview. Don't divulge all your, your entire plan over the phone. Like I said, We'll talk about that. That's a great question and how I like to work. I got a step-by-step process to help you achieve your goal, your outcome, and I'd like to meet with you so we can go over them together and make an intelligent decision, okay? Because they want to be known that they're intelligent and the step-by-step, those words are very important. If it's possible, don't send any outline of your plan or idea before you meet with them again you don't want to you want to you want to have enough to you got to get in front of them otherwise they're just going to sit back read information and decipher it on their own terms and their own opinions so that's why you want to get in front of them and they li- they want to be listening with reason okay the next buyer okay i know i'm rapidly firing these guys but listen it's it's you get these you go back and listen to them as i said okay the stubborn buyer will give you quick abrupt objections be empathetic about his or her ob- objections and they will stall or make excuses don't be overly empathetic with them because they'll stall and make excuses they fight against the appointment they're challenging they just well you know what just send me some information i'm not sure i'm not interested they'll give you all kinds of quick objections and you'll notice it because they're they're pretty fast those objections they, they will ask dominating questions. They want to seem like they're in control and they'll make dominating statements, all right? Now, here as a salesperson, you want to show the stubborn buyer the advantages of arranging an appointment, okay? Agree with them. Build their egos up. Adopt a customer you attitude, a customer you attitude, right? Arouse curiosity and build suspense, for the interview and the meeting that you're going to have with them. Don't, don't puke on them everything. Don't let them know everything, but enough to say this will be great for you and you will make the great decision by working with me and let's get together and make that happen. A very, very understanding uh, concept here about that particular type of buyer. Now here's the next one. This is a good one, which is the complainer buyer okay? The complainer will complain immediately and seek your sympathy. They will be inattentive to what you say. They're not going to be listening very carefully. They'll be frustrated and blame you or your company or the industry that you're in. They'll, they'll, they'll come across. If you're in the real estate industry, you know where I'm talking about here with buy owners, people trying to sell their homes on their own. They're going to be, uh, blame the market, your competitors, the business, the company, whatever it is. They're going to make a blame to somebody. And then you'll notice that they're going to project uh, frustrations, problems, and troubles upon you. They're going to make sure that they project it upon you. They're going to. Just at the end of the day, they're going to blame you for their woes in life or what bad experiences they've either had or what they might anticipate happening. So don't let that get to you, because here's some suggestions for hand uh, some some suggestions for handling the complainer buyer. Be sympathetic and agree with them. Establish understanding with them. Agree that the complaint is probably justified. You know what. I understand how you feel. i got to work with all of my competitors as well, if you can only imagine that. So that's agreeing with them. I understand that you haven't had the best experience or you've heard of these experiences. And imagine for a moment I have to work in this field. I tell my clients that all the time. Take action quickly to handle the matter if you're in situations where they're challenged or they've had bad experiences. And offer guarantees and, 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 and opportunities for them to back out if necessary, just to keep them at bay. Just your value is more important than you giving guarantees, but your guarantees will solidify your commitment to working with this type of buyer because that's just their nature. They're always looking for a problem and th- and you offering, one, your great service and two, a guarantee on your service. They're going to love you to death. And don't become emotionally involved when you're dealing with these people. Don't go there. You're going to lose out on them. So just keep your emotions, as, as we say, between the lines. Now, Here's the next buyer and that is the price buyer. Oh, we always love these folks. They're going to ask you about the cost. They're going to ask you how much they can save. They're going to say, I can't afford it. You're too expensive. They talk about how tough it is. I need as much money as I can. They're going to seldom ask about quality. They're not interested in quality and they're not going to be concerned about service as much because their focus I like to call these people coupon clippers okay they'll just buy go, bogos just because they're there versus the quality or do I even need it so they're just focused on price so they're not going to be looking for quality or service at least in the moment that's how they make their decisions, oftentimes just on price. But we can overcome that by reassuring them that uh, the buyer about the price. We can uh, change from price to savings. Okay. We don't want to give them how much it is over the phone because they're just seeking just the number. We want to get together, present our value, explain it, and then we discuss our price. We want to be warm and friendly with them. Okay. Be empathetic with them in the vein of, I understand that you want to know how much it is. And when we get together, I'll show you exactly what you're going to get for the price you're going to pay or the investment you're going to make. Okay. Again, that's it. And understand that they're going to be uh, concerned and be sympathetic. You know, I understand this might appear to be expensive, but let's look at what we're going to get as a result. So it's up to you in your presentation. Assuming that you have one that you're going to get them committed to the process. So, work with price buyers. Don't let price get in your way. You're too professional for that. Now, the next buyer, if we have time here, yeah, we got two more, so I'm just going to throw it in. All right. The next buyer is the emotional buyer. Okay. We just love these people, right? Uh, The emotional buyer would be annoyed at your telephone call just for a moment. They'll give a quick objection to your calling them or calling upon them. The, the, be in, they'll be inattentive when you mention some of your sales points. In, in other words, through your scripting, they're not gonna be paying too much attention because they're just very emotional people. You'll hear them talking about themselves. They'll ask about the benefits and they'll wanna know what they're gonna get out of it. Okay, and they'll be motivated through emotional appeal. Okay, now to obtain your your leg up on this and get to in front of these people, okay, appeal to their ego, okay, their vanity or both, okay, appeal to their pride and imitation of what they want to do. They're, they want to be part of the, of the scene of everybody else. So a, a, appeal to that imitation that you're going to do this just like Bob and Mary did, and they've had a great outcome as a result. Arouse their curiosity for the interview. This is something that you're going to really enjoy, and I know this is going to help you to achieve your goal, your outcome, whatever product or service that you're selling, and use third-party social proof with them because they want to know that they are uh, a part of the same scene with other people. And again, social proof, again, guys, is very, very powerful. I definitely suggest you get Robert Cialdini's book on Influence, and it's a great book. Just look it up, get the book, listen to the audio. Great book on understanding influence, and there's there's several steps in this whole process. Social proof is definitely one of them, okay? The last one now, we're going to hit on this one. Oh, I love this guy right here. They are the bully buyer, okay? They might appear to be rude, explosive, and, and just really bottom line. They'll be abrupt in their manner, They'll try to dominate the conversation. Uh, oh boy, I wonder who those guys are. They'll speak to you in a loud tone of voice. They'll put you on the defensive. Okay, prove your point. All right, they'll fight against the appointment. They're going to try to push you on your appointments, partly because that's their nature and partly because they're testing you. And oftentimes, salespeople cower to this type of individual and they don't get anywhere and they're not going to buy from you because they're, you're not like them. So you got to be, uh, quote unquote, aggressive with them in, in a professional manner, but yet powerful in your presentation. Listen, you need to meet me. Let's get together. Let me show you exactly what we do. And we'll make it happen. They want to hear words like that. OK, so here's some ways to uh, to deal with these people. OK, be friendly, but infirm, as I said a second ago, with them in a manner of tone. Don't be aggressive, but yet be uh, be uh, friendly with them, okay? Give them praise, appreciate them, build their ego up through uh, in this whole process. Agree with them with this, uh, with this process, okay? Demonstrate your strength against their loud voice in abrupt manner, okay? Demonstrate strength, okay? Wow, that's incredible. Raise your tone, pitch up on your voice in your response to them, okay? That's just agreeing and and listening and acknowledging them when they give you those abrupt responses, all right? Don't be apologetic to them and use reasoning and appeal to their needs, wants, and desires because they are in control, okay? Guys, that's it on these styles. These personalities are very, very important. Go back again, realprofitbuilders.com. Listen to these recordings. Sit down, take notes. If you need more information, Just pick up the phone and give me a call uh, or just reach out to me via email at at Mike and Mike Hussin. I'll be more than happy to go through any of these with you. I could have a conversation with you in 10 minutes and figure out what your deal is. And hopefully you'll get to know me a little bit as well. But more importantly, guys, go back, listen to this, practice this, and apply them in your business. Go make it a great day. Make it a great weekend. We will talk to you next week. Thanks for your time.